Hey guys, I'm doing an audio podcast here, and it's funny, I did a live stream earlier, and when I started this podcast, the whole idea to make life easier on me, I was starting to do live streams, I like audio, and so, you know, I'm doing these live stream videos, and I think, ah, I'd rather be doing an audio podcast, but it's just, I, I didn't want to go through the whole process of a podcast. Oh, listen to my podcast. It's the Tom Shield podcast. It's just easier to every once in a while get on, make a video. People, you know, I could have guests on there because it was an easy way to have guests. You could just say, hey, can you do a Zoom now or a Zoom style video? And then you could go straight to Facebook Live and, you know, so that's the way it was. I, uh, by the way, I'll put my headphones in here to make sure that I'm recording proper audio levels. Even though I'm just eyeballing it and it looks like I get good levels, but you never know, right? So, excuse me while I, you hear some clicking noises while I plug into the deck to make sure that I'm doing the audio correctly. I don't like to work professionally. I like to be unprepared because there's a certain haphazard quality that I find attractive about my work. There we go. And we're getting good levels. Okay, so that's all I need. I need to keep those headphones in. All right. The, so I did a live stream earlier with Lewis Schaefer, and I thought, I'll just post the video to my podcast. And that'll be a nice podcast, because we talked for almost an hour, and it was a great conversation with him. But instead, I wanted to hyper-focus on one of the one issues that we talked about, because I thought it would be more appropriate for the audio format. You dig? So what I'll do here is I will tell you, if you want to hear the interview with Lewis Schaefer, go to my facebook page or go to tom.locals.com i posted it there it's also on my youtube page so go to all those places and make sure you subscribe to the youtube the tom.locals.com is really where i want you to subscribe but if you're going to go to those other places you might as well subscribe to those too you know like my facebook page go on to youtube i don't have any followers on youtube because when i do my live streams i just automatically upload them to YouTube as well, but I've never used YouTube as a kind of a place to go. So, you know, I probably have like a hundred subscribers and my videos get like six views. So if you go on there, go ahead and like my, my, uh, you know, follow me on YouTube and like my videos or whatever, because I don't know, I might as well start growing that over there. Uh, even though I prefer Vimeo and my Vimeos go to YouTube and Vimeo at the same time. So I'm just polluting the internet with extra videos that nobody watches but here's the issue when I was talking to Lewis who's in London uh, he's an American comedian living in London for the past 20 years uh, we talked about COVID and who's worse who's worse on COVID the US or the UK I can't decide because both of them are terrible Boris Johnson's the worst I hope he gets voted out I hope he gets kicked out of polite society uh, just like I hope almost everyone loses their next election in the United States. They all have to go, every one of them. And there was nobody good on COVID in this country. I mean, there's a couple of people who, in the end, ended up being good on COVID, like uh, DeSantis in Florida. But Trump was terrible on COVID. Trump with his ventilators and, oh, I, it, me and Fauci, we're, you know, we're going we're gonna to beat this thing together. I mean... Everyone who was for lockdowns of any kind 
and and Trump was. Trump did the two weeks to slow the spread, and that was just as bad as anything. We shouldn't have shut down for one minute, not one minute, and Trump should have been a leader on that. He was not. He dropped the ball big time, and some people said, oh, but he used to not wear a mask sometime at his rally. So what? He should have passed a executive order banning mask mandates. So he was nowhere on this thing. There has been no leadership in the United States, very little in other countries. Um, so on the live stream, I played a campaign video from, from a guy named Lawrence Fox, who I'm just learning about, Lawrence Fox. He's running for mayor, and he is one of the only good politicians on the planet at this point because he is promising never to do what they did again. Never will we do what we did again. We will never shut down. We will never lock down. We will never make people wear masks. He's, he's, he's one of the only real people who's telling it like it is. He's not saying, oh, we're going to go by the science. See, even Ron DeSantis does that. Even Ron DeSantis says, hey, we're just going, we're just going by the data. No, I don't want going by the data. I don't want going by the science. I don't want going by the data. I want going by real principles. As in, we're a free country, we will never strap disgusting things on people's faces. We will never force you to cover your face. We're not an Islamic country. We will never close down bars and restaurants. We will allow free people to gather as they will. All right? There's almost no one in this country who is saying that. Even though the most so-called freedom-loving people are still talking about, we're going to follow the data. Shut up about the data. Your data stinks. All right. You people are total control freaks. The data doesn't mean anything. Everyone who's not elderly should be out living their life. We are free people. We are not walking vectors of disease. This country is in a state of mental illness. The panic is, has the panic. It's beyond panic because they panicked and then they became mentally ill. You can't call it panic if it's gone on for a year. It's now just a cult of mental illness, all right? And I don't want to hear data. Your data stinks. Okay, so I think that way. That's the way I think. Certain number of people, certain people like Lawrence Fox in Britain think that way as well. A guy named Dennis Prager thinks that way. Now, this is what I talked about with Louis Schaefer. How is it that I know, I instinctively would know that Dennis Prager would be against lockdowns, as in completely against lockdowns, as in from the very beginning. Like, no, no, no. No two weeks to slow the spread. Not going to happen. Okay, so here's Dennis Prager talking on a fireside chat recently. And of course, no surprise, he, you know, I, I, I'm somebody who says, and I say it all the time, people laugh when I say this. I say, the lockdowns, the mask mandates, it's the worst thing that has ever happened in our country. And people laugh and they're like, are you crazy? No, no, I'm not crazy. It's the worst thing that has ever happened. And by that, I mean, it is the most unnecessary mistake that has been made by any policy leader. Okay. I don't mean it's the most tragic thing, but in, in some sense, in a sense of freedom, it is one of the most tragic things that's ever happened, but it's not, it hasn't caused as much suffering as, you know, World War II or anything like that. But it is the worst decision policymakers have ever done. And that goes for, it's almost globally, okay? It's the biggest mistake in world history, okay? And so it was no surprise, Dennis Prager thinks exactly like I do. 
And we don't consult with each other on this kind of thing. Here he is on his recent podcast. This is the anniversary of the lockdown. And I wrote a year ago, this was the greatest mistake in history. Not greatest evil, I made that clear. Greatest mistake. I was right. I'm not telling you this so you'll know I was right, but it's good for you to know. Because I was universally nearly mocked, attacked for saying what a mistake it was. First time in history that the healthy have been quarantined, that the people almost uh, inconceivably likely to get sick were quarantined, namely young people, depriving kids of school for a year, increasing addiction, increasing suicide, increasing family abuse, increasing divorce. Oh, but that doesn't matter because we're saving lives, say the scientists. Scientists run the gamut from moron to, to wise as taxi drivers and plumbers and chiropractors and airplane pilots, you name the profession. The, there is not one iota more wisdom in the medical profession than in any other profession, any. And Thank, the, you. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis Prager. He's such a wise person. And, and I don't say that just because he thinks exactly like me. We have very similar ways of thinking, similar ways of looking at the world. And I understand that a lot of people don't see the world exactly like I do or exactly like Dennis Prager does. Uh, however, I think the the people who have fallen for this absolutely sickening government control of every aspect of their lives under the, uh, the banner of health, when they're doing exactly the opposite of health, they're making people sicker. Making people stay in their homes makes them more sick, more ill. Have you heard anybody in the Dr. Fauci world, Dr. Burks, any of these, you know, CDC, has the CDC issued a statement about people getting healthy? Have they said one word about people getting healthy? No, they don't. They say hide. You have to hide from a virus. They're sick people and they're making other people more sick. So Dennis Prager from the very beginning was completely against this. I, from the very beginning, completely against it, to the point of where anyone who's paying attention to me, I wouldn't talk about it. I said, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. I will not talk about these lockdowns because I was so against them that, and people were so in a panic. I said, I'm not going to do it because they're all going to scream and say, oh, COVID denial or whatever. They can, you know, they, they could say what they want. It wouldn't hurt me because I would know how wrong they are. But the thing is, I just didn't want to I didn't want to deal with the screaming fools, okay? They have ruined our country. They've ruined our country, and the people who've gone along with it, they keep going along with it, and they say, well, we needed to ruin our country. We had to do it. We had to hide from the disease. We didn't. We didn't have to do it, okay? And they're continuing to hurt and abuse people, and in many cases, hurt and abuse their own family members, people who say, I haven't seen my my own mother uh, you know, in a year. Uh, you know, I don't let my kids play with other kids. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Now, again, I'm not surprised when I find go on the internet and I find people, sometimes I'm surprised, like I was surprised, pleasantly surprised that someone like Naomi Wolf, who's a real left-wing person, is completely in the camp of Tom Shalhoub and Dennis Prager, even though she's very left-wing. So we're not aligned politically, and Dennis Prager and I are. So it surprised me when I find out, okay, uh, someone like Naomi Wolf and other left-wing, there's some other left-wing people, 
uh, Glenn Greenwald and people like that, who are very much um, of the same idea on COVID, that it is absolutely reprehensible, it is absolutely unacceptable, and not only, it's not based on data, it's not based on science, okay? These people are just, they're wrong about everything, but even if it were, it would be wrong, okay? Even if you're stupid, lockdowns and masks slowed the spread of COVID, or I don't want to say slowed because in some cases, lockdowns did slow the spread of COVID. It didn't help though, made it worse because when you slow down something, you make it worse because you drag it out. And so people who didn't get sick and who were hiding in their homes in the spring, eventually they got sick in the fall and maybe they got sicker because they were hiding in their homes. They weren't getting their um, proper exercise, proper nutrition, proper uh, vitamin D and all these other things that you need. So they got sicker. So some people died because the so-called slow of the spread. But even if they didn't, do you understand? Even if these things saved lives, and this is where someone like Dennis Prager and I agree, you can't do them. You can't do it. The answer is no. No lockdowns, no masks. Forget about data. That's not why I'm against those things, even though the data is bad and they don't help. They did not mitigate COVID-19 anywhere that these mitigation efforts were tried, okay? Might have slowed it, like I said, might have slowed it down. They did flatten a curve in a couple of instances because everyone's hiding in their homes. But then the second they opened their window or walked out their door, they got COVID. And they got it worse than they would have in the first place. So everything bad. But my thing is, why is it that some people think this way? Who is it? Why do I think this way? It's not that I'm the smartest person in the world. Why does someone like myself, someone like Dennis Prager, someone like Naomi Wolf, why do they see through this nonsense? And then other people don't. Other people say, oh, Tom, I know the lockdowns went on too long, but you know, we needed to do it. Dr. Fauci, I trust the science. I try to Why? Why do some people believe this garbage? And other people are completely immune to it. Immune. Immunity. Get it? Why? It made me think about hypnotism. Because I was thinking a lot about the imagery and the the uh, the wordplay, the salesmanship, the marketing, the advertising that has gone along with this COVID thing. What they have done in the media and in the health establishment, politics, media, health establishment, they have all come together to sell this panic to people. They needed to keep them panicked and they need to keep them uh, panicked for you know, for a long period of time, they need to, they need the panic to stay at a certain level. Uh, and the masks are part of that, making sure everyone's walking around with zombie masks on keeps everyone in a state of panic. All right. So I started thinking about hypnosis, you know, what they're doing. Advertising is like hypnosis. It's like neuro linguistic programming. I was talking to my sister about that this week. We were talking about NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Everybody talks about that, not just advertising people, but people like Anthony Robbins, you know, the success guy. He he gives you neuro-linguistic programming with, you know, with power words 
to kind of trick yourself into, or not trick yourself, but to to uh, essentially sell yourself the idea of personal power. So people use that neuro-linguistic programming. And so we were talking about that, how they're really using the NLP on people. They keep saying the same words over and over, distancing, six feet, keep your six feet, wear your masks. You drive in the car and it says, you know, mask up, COVID's still a threat. I mean, there's signs flashing, COVID is a threat, mask up, COVID is still a threat, mask up. And it's, it is like, it's very Orwellian, obviously. And, and, you know, it would be Orwellian if it weren't Orwellian. <laughs> you know, they're using Orwellian techniques. I would think they would agree that they're using Orwellian techniques. They just uh, are using them in what they seem to think is a, uh, in a good way. They're not. They're using them in a, in a bad way. So, of course, it's very, uh, the state, the medical establishment, the media, they're all working together to program us like drones, like zombies, and many, many people are falling for it. The repetitive words reminded me of hypno hypnosis. If you've ever seen a hypnotist live, I've seen them many times because I'm a performer and there's many comedy hypnotists. So, I mean, I've performed with comedy hypnotists on the same bill where they come into a comedy club and they hypnotize people and they make them do funny things like, uh, you know, flap their arms like a chicken. And they do it, and then after the show, people say, I can't believe I did that. How did he do it? How, how did I get hypnotized? You know, They don't know. People don't know how they're hypnotized. When I was in college at UMass Boston, there was a hypnosis who came to campus, and he did a show. And I volunteered. You know, He picked me. He said, how about you, 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 and you? And I went up on the stage. There was about 20 of us on the stage, and he put us in a trance. But he didn't put me in a trance. I never went under the trance. And... Out of 20 of us, there was about four of us who he, he kicked off the stage. He said, you're good, you're good, you can go. He knew we weren't going to go under. He could tell there was something about our the way we were, were or weren't listening to him. We weren't going to go under. We weren't going to be hypnotized. And then, you know, in, subsequently I've read that there is a certain percentage of people who can't be hypnotized. For whatever reason, they're not going to be hypnotized. It's not that they're smarter than everybody else, but they're just not as susceptible to suggestion. You know, maybe we have our own, you know, because I'm one of them. I can't be hypnotized, okay? I may have my own things going on in my head. Like when you repeat things over and over, I start repeating my things or whatever it is. Maybe I deprogram as you're programming me. I don't know what it is. But you're not going to hypnotize me, okay? I'm not going to go under. I'm not open to suggestion. I think people like myself, I think people like Dennis Prager, I think Naomi Wolf, I think I would not be surprised if you were to find that the COVID realists, team reality as we like to call ourselves, uh, you know, in some pockets of the internet, are the people who can't be hypnotized. We're just people who are not susceptible to suggestion. Because, you know, when I talk to other people, other COVID realists like myself, we, we scratch our head and we say, I can't believe people are doing this. I can't even believe that I walked down. I, I was walking through Central Park the other day and nine out of 10 people had masks on their face in Central Park. And it's like you're, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. 
And then people would say, well, you know, if I ask someone about this, and maybe even some people listening, because, you know, chances are, you know, not everybody listening to this thing is a, is a COVID realist. You know, there's probably some people saying, well, you know, they, you're hypnotized. You're under a hypnotic spell. And, you know, you can't blame people. I mean, that's, that's why it's hypnosis. If you repeat things in a certain way over and over again, and you have people trust you, and they keep saying, you must trust us, you must trust the science, you must trust the authorities, six feet, wear a mask, say it enough, you have the circles on the ground. That's another thing. The circles on the ground and the graphics, it's all part of it. It's all part of the hypnosis. So when I scratch my head and I say to people, how are they falling for this? They're under it. They're in a trance and they are going to wake up. And I think people are waking up slowly. They're coming out of this. And at the end of a hypnosis show, there's always that point where he wakes them out of a trance and the people look around and they're kind of, the audience is giggling. Did they come out of the trance? And then people start telling the people, the hypnotized people, what they did. And they either laugh or they're horrified. There's something about them that they can't believe it. But then they gradually realize, oh, I, I guess that's what happened. I mean, I look, there's video of me flapping my arms like a chicken. I don't know why I did that. And so there's some horror, there's some puzzlement. And I believe that people will be waking out of this stupor in short order. How short? I don't know, because I've kind of been saying some version of this since this whole thing began. You know, I had my own two weeks to slow the spread. I kept saying to people two weeks before people realized this is absurd, that that we committed cultural suicide here and ruined, I mean, we ruined people, we ruined a country, we ruined a city. I mean, New York is ruined. It is a ruined place. And the people who are zombies don't believe that. They say, oh, this, I'm, I'm as proud of my city as I've ever been. Shut up. Your city's dead. I was in there the other day. Restaurant closed, closed due to COVID. They don't even have the wherewithal to say closed due to government bureaucrats forcing me to shut down. They're still blaming the actions of the government. I mean, they're still blaming the results of government shutdowns to a phantom virus. That's not what shut you down. The government did. At least say that on your sign. Shut due to the government. So that's my thing. Hypnosis. It's a great analogy. I may not be right about it, but I would think if you had a Venn diagram of the people who didn't fall for this COVID thing, and I'm not saying COVID is a hoax, the actual COVID-19, it's a real virus, it's really out there. The hoax is that they had to ruin society, that they had to perform some type of uh, radiation therapy on the entire world, which killed countries, cultures, cities, people. We needed it. We needed to do this extreme thing to hide from this thing. No, we didn't. It was, it was the biggest mistake in the history of government the biggest mistake ever um so i don't know we'll see how that 
uh, plays out. And that's my conversation with uh, with Lewis Schaefer. I said, essentially, and you know, you can watch the the interview because it's kind of fun. He's a real fun guy and a comedian who has been around for years and years. He doesn't think people are going to come out of it. He thinks it's only going to get worse. He's a real negative guy. I'm a more positive guy. I think people will be waking up from their trances. And then when they do, and when the summer months come and people are out and they're out in the sun and they're, you know, jumping in their pools or going to the beach, they'll say, you know what? That was not really good what we did. Why did we do that? Why did we ruin our country? Um, and I think they'll start to wake up. Um, Lewis thinks the opposite. He thinks it's going to, the government control will continue. And he believes that people don't like to admit they were wrong. Not only the government officials, but people who were fooled by government officials. People who were fooled into spending an entire year in their small apartment in Manhattan, canceling all their plans, not seeing their uh, family, putting masks on their children you know, when, when they took them outside. It's too painful for them to admit that that was all for nothing. And he doesn't think they will do it. And the government people who have been controlling this thing and the medical establishment is salivating over having, you know, vaccine passports on everyone. So he thinks the control is going to, they're going to double down on the control and the people are going to double down because they're going to say, oh, well, you know, I, I, I can't admit that what I did was wrong. It's like they're, they're on a road. It's like if you took the wrong road and there's no way to exit off the road and you're not willing to go drive backwards on the same road to where you made the mistake. They said, let me just keep going on this road. I don't know where it leads. I know it's not where I'm supposed to go, but I'm just going to stay here because I cannot bear going back and, and re-seeing all the things that I passed on the way on this wrong road. So I'm just going to stay on this road. And so that's what Lewis thinks. I don't think that. I think hypnosis is a thing, but you always have to wake up from it. So I guess it's the old red pill, blue pill argument. You know, is Neo going to wake up and stick his head out of that gel pod that he's in and enter the real world, or is he going to stay in the matrix? Hmm. Interesting. All right, we'll talk to you soon.